Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. And I hope everybody is having a happy new year. Hope everybody celebrated uh, responsibly last night for New Year's Eve. I did. I I stayed in and, and well, I, I had intended on watching football, but, well, I don't know what that was on the Orange Bowl. It wasn't football. But we will get to that a little bit later on in the broadcast. Um you know, hope everybody's having a good New Year's thus far. Uh, my New Year's has been pretty good. I haven't really done anything. Watched just watched some football, and um, it, it's kind of a been. It's been a cold day where I live, and and we just started to get some snow. I think we're supposed to get a, a little less than an inch of snow tonight. So good, good opportunity to stay in. And I think I'm going to watch the the WWE pay per view a little bit later on today. So, um, but that's, that's kind of what's going on, uh, at Liz Farce today. Got a pretty, uh, pretty good, good sized broadcast, uh, this week. We're going to be talking about, uh, the Texas Tech, uh, football game, the Liberty Bowl. I'll give you my commentary on some of the other bowls and the big moments that I've seen so far in the bowls. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Leach and I hope it's the last time I have to talk about Leach, uh, for a while. Cause I'm kind of, I'm worn out about hearing about it, but there's, some things I want to I want to respond to that I've heard from other people this week. We'll talk a little bit about tech basketball, and then we'll talk about the Cowboys and Chiefs. Got some listener questions, and then we will end with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So let's talk about the bowl game on Tuesday. So Tech played Mississippi State in the Liberty Bowl, and you know if you if you had listened to my commentary and pretty much everybody's commentary. On the bowl game, most everybody uh, gave Tech very, very little chance of of winning this game. Um, you know, with the with the transition in coaching staffs, and it just you know didn't didn't look like that this was going to be uh, a, a, you know a opportunity for Tech to win here. And boy, were we uh, pleasantly wrong. I mean, Tech came out. Pretty much from the get go, uh, ready to play, and and I mean they just outright outplayed Mississippi State. Um, you know Donovan Smith looked fantastic. He was a little shaky in the first half, but you know he didn't he didn't need to be lights out with the with the running game uh, playing the way they were. And then you know second half, I mean Donovan Smith was just I mean he looked great. You know made some great great looking throws, and I mean what what an exciting end to Tech football season and. It, it's it is it has been an end to a season. Uh, you know, we haven't uh, as tech football fans, we have not felt this type of ending to a season in a long time, and and hopefully, this is an opportunity um, to really uh, serve as a springboard uh, to to better days ahead. Um, we'll see we'll see what happens, but um, you know, I I was just so impressed with. Uh, with uh, you know their play uh, in the game, so we'll see what happens. Just uh, you know, defense looks good as well. You know, I have to say, you know, the, uh, to this coaching staff, you know, a lot of them have been very maligned. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, things did not uh, work out with Matt Wells, um, but you know, you got to give kudos uh, number one to Matt Wells. You know, Matt Wells helped recruit these players. You know, Matt Wells helped to assemble uh, this coaching staff, and you know. It took him getting fired, but it you know they they were able to put it together and 
and win the Liberty Bowl. And then this coaching staff, you know, all most of them, with the exception of one coach, um, are moving on, um, you know, to other jobs. Um, and yet they still chose to coach this bowl game. And I think that really, really translated for the players. And I think the players really played you know, above themselves at times because of the motivation of this coaching staff. So, you know, I do wish them all the best, you know, uh, Sonny Cumbie's going to go to Louisiana Tech. Uh, uh, Keith Patterson is going to um, Abilene Christian ACU to coach football. And, you know, I wish them the best. You know, I, I wish we would have had better results than we did, but, you know, just really good classy group of men and, and, you know, that was uh, really just a fun feeling Tuesday night um, at the end of the Liberty Bowl to see, you know, Tech win win a bowl game. They hadn't won a bowl game since 2013, which was Cliff's first year. So that was pre-Mahomes. Hadn't been in a bowl game since 2017. So, you know, there had been some long droughts for Tech. And then they beat an SEC school. And, they, I mean, they beat them pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it was just oh, uh, just a great great into this season and and if you had told me even at the beginning of this season that it would have ended with tech winning a bowl game uh, and especially a bowl game in convincing fashion to a sec opponent i would have thought you were crazy um but you know just a just a fun into the to the bowl game like i said i hope this does uh serve as a bit of a springboard um into uh next year i'm i'm excited for next year i think joey mcguire has made some really good decisions in recruiting and assembling a coaching staff. And I think, you know, potentially Tech could be uh, – have a pretty special season. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, it, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens. I mean, the big news, several of the defensive players, Adrian Fry um, and uh, – um, Oh gosh, Muddy Waters, I think is his name. I'm, I'm sorry, I drew like Muddy Waters. Uh, I've decided to come back next year. And, you know, that's that's pretty significant. You have had a few that are entering the transfer portal. But, you know, I think in, in, that's normal in, in uh, college football right now. You're going to see players enter the transfer portal. Um, so um, we'll see what happens. I, I'll, you know, reserve my predictions till August as far as record wise how I think this team's going to do. I did say they were going to finish 7 and 5 in the regular season. I didn't give a prediction uh to the bowl uh bowl game that I thought they would make cuz uh I just I just didn't make that one in August, but I I I uh in my gut in August probably would have said if they had made a bowl and lost, that probably would have been were more realistic than them winning. So, I mean, I was kind of close in my prediction. Just the way we got there was kind of kind of fun to say the least. So, should be exciting. Uh it'll be uh, I hope to go to the spring game um in April. We'll see if that happens, but uh you know, um I'm excited for the Maguire era to start and let's let's get it done. So, um a couple more just commentaries on the game, you know, obviously the big story has been uh Mike Leach and you know there were some things that happened in the on in the press conference on Monday that really hacked off some uh, tech fans you know he made some accusations uh, about sexual assault that tech fans kind of 
kind of grabbed onto and got really mad. I'm not really going to condone that, you know, if, if, if there really was that sort of thing happening, which I don't know, maybe there could have been, I, I don't know, but, uh, you know, certainly, you know, that, that should be investigated. Um, if it was just sour grapes, not the best sour grapes to express, you know, but I, I do want to address some things that, I, that, uh, I've heard on the radio this week, especially after the, uh, the win on Tuesday, heard things like, you know, you can't be a tech fan and, and, and be a fan of Leech. You know, is this going to put to bed the, the whole Leech narrative? Things like that. So, number one, and I, and I even tweeted this out, you know, if you want if you want to be a Leech, if you want to support Mike Leach and be a tech fan, I think you can be both. I think it's ridiculous to give these types of ultimatums uh, about uh, what people's opinions are. You know, it happens all the time in politics and it's irritating. But, you know... I'm I'm going to still root for Mike Leach. I'm still very grateful for his time um, at Tech, and I think he did some great things at Tech. And I still find it very unfortunate that uh, we basically are pretending that it doesn't exist for a variety of reasons. Um, having said that, I was for Tech on Tuesday. I was happy Tech won. Um, you know, I'm a Tech fan first, but. I, I hope good things for Mike Leach because, you know, he, he gave 10 really good years at Tech. And, um, you know, I, I was sad when it ended. A lot of Tech fans were. You know, as far as the the way it ended, I still feel, I still to this day feel like um, some of the decisions that were made by the Tech administrators were, were wrong. And, and there was there were things that, you know, people like Ken Hance did that were crooked and, you know, I think you can still be a tech fan and still uh, fault bad administration and, and dishonest leadership. And I think both of those things took place, um, you know, in the lead up to getting rid of Mike Leach. You know, um, if that makes me, you know, a, not a tech fan in the eyes of some people, then they can feel that way. I, I'm a tech fan. And I'm proud to be a tech fan, but I can I can express my opinion about things that happened with the leech thing and and still feel like that he was wronged and and tech did not he was not 100 percent right in the way that that they that they handled things so i mean these ultimatums and stuff i mean just it's you know i guess it makes those people feel better but you know as far as i'm concerned if you want to if you want to root on leech and be a tech fan then do that if you don't like leech and you're a tech fan then you know that's your opinion um, you know, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to be, I'm not the litmus test for who's, who's a real tech fan and who's not. I think that's just silly and ridiculous and you alienate people when you do that. So listen to my podcast to those of you that feel alienated, uh, from other, other podcasts. <laughs> so, um, you know, as far as the other bowls, um, the playoff bowls were terrible last night and, I I kind of felt like that that's probably what they were going to be that they were going to be blowouts. I was intrigued and thought maybe Michigan Georgia would be a little bit better game, um, but ugh, it was it was pretty terrible. Um, you know, really, quite frankly, the best game yesterday was the Sun Bowl, um, which you know was early in the morning. Uh, it was a t- eleven a.m. start for me. Um, and then, by the way, kudos to the Sun Bowl. Um, the Sun Bowl had uh, COVID issues with Miami and they found out they found that out Sunday night so less than a week before the game started 
and yet they were able to get Central Michigan to come in. And Central Michigan, kudos to them. You know, this time last week, they thought they were going to be playing in the Arizona Bowl, and they come into the Sun Bowl and win. And so real impressed real impressed by them. Um, but that, quite frankly, was probably the best game yesterday was the Sun Bowl. The other games were were dreck. Um, you know, today's games have been a little bit better. The Kentucky-Iowa game was really fun. Um and then the Fiesta Bowl, <laughs> Notre Dame blowing that that huge lead, that was that was really funny as well. Um, you know, so the Rose Bowl's on right now, and we're scoreless early on. Um, and then later on tonight, it's going to be uh, Baylor Old Miss. That one should be a fun game. Um, I, I'm I that one really that game really intrigues me um, to see kind of uh, Lane Kiffin versus the Big Twelve. You know, Baylor is going to probably be without their starting quarterback. Um, so, but can Dave Aranda kind of rally? And, and I mean, they, they were real impressive in the Big 12 championship game. So that one should be a fun game. Um, as far as the national championship, I, I mean, it's going to be Alabama win again. And uh, boring. That's all I got to say about it, you know. Um, be interested to see if does this spur on expansion for the college football playoff, there were a lot of people last night saying, oh, well, this proves we don't need to expand because we had two really bad semifinal games. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think it would have been – I think we would have had some really intriguing, uh, you know, if we expand to eight quarterfinal games. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know – Alabama is head and shoulders above everybody else, and Georgia, I think, is head and shoulders above everybody else except Alabama. And, you know, that's kudos to Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. They've built very top-notch quality programs, and, you know, it's we're kind of just in this mode right now. We were in this mode with Clemson. I mean, I think Clemson will probably bubble back up again, uh, you know, next year as well at some point. So, I mean, the – College football is 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 uh, needs a little bit more parity, but you know um, we'll we'll see what happens. But I, I I would like to see expansion take place. I think that would be, especially with the new conference realignment. Um, I think that would be really, really great for the college football game to at least go to eight, um, and have eight eight schools in. So. Let's talk a little bit of tech basketball. There really isn't a lot of tech basketball news. Um, they played Alabama State on Tuesday, and I mean they blew they blew them out without uh, T.J. Shannon and Malik Wilson. Um, they were supposed to play today against Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State had COVID issues, so no game today. They're going to play on on uh, Wednesday. They'll play Iowa State. They start at Iowa State. And, you know, we talked about this in last week's episode, you know, Tech has a very rough beginning to the Big 12 schedule. Although, I mean, you know, the Big 12 as a whole is, is top to bottom. It's, it's the best conference in college basketball. And, and I think, again, you're going to see that um, as the season wears on. But, uh, you know, Iowa State, a uh, pretty tough start. Um, Iowa State played Baylor today and ended up losing, um, you know, but they played them pretty well, you know, from the majority of the game. And so... Pretty tough outing. Hopefully, T.J. Shannon uh, is going to be back for that Iowa State game. I'm not entirely sure about uh, Malik Wilson. Um, you know, hopefully he's he's going to be coming back sooner rather than later as well because they definitely are going to need him um, 
to you know I think finish in the top half of the Big Twelve, which I think they have the uh, they have the ability to do, um, certainly. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but you know hopefully they the they were able to use this break to um, get you know rest up and get get a little bit of uh, injuries healed up in time to go on this gauntlet with the Big Twelve because you know unfortunately with the with the schedule change. Um, you know, Tech's going to be playing a lot of games in a lot of day in in a very short number of days, um, pretty quickly. You know, they'll they start with Iowa State on Wednesday, then they've got Kansas Saturday at home, then they're going to go play Baylor, um, then Oklahoma State, and I'm missing one. I know, <laughs> I don't remember. Oh gosh, I think it's Kansas State. So the first four games, and then they got Kansas State, but. You know, just uh, every 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 time they got up, they got to play. They're going to be playing some pretty tough opponents, so should be fun. Let's talk a little bit of some NFL action. We've got two two intriguing games for both the Cowboys and the Chiefs this week. And if you had looked at the schedule at the beginning of the season, uh, you probably wouldn't have thought these would have been intriguing games. Um, I I thought the Cardinals would be pretty solid. Um, at the beginning of the year, um, they've unfortunately had had fallen on some hard times the last few weeks. But the Cowboys will, will be playing the Cardinals tomorrow. That's going to be the late game um, on Fox, and should be a fun game. You know, the Cardinals I think probably need this win more than the Cowboys right now. Although the Cowboys have more to play for, um, you know, it is still not with with uh, it's still not out of the realm of possibility that the Cowboys can come in and win the uh, number one seed. They're, they are going to need to need to get some help uh, with uh, Green Bay losing uh, some games, hopefully. But um, the Cowboys still have a shot at the one seed, so they do have um, a lot to play, probably a lot more to play for than the Cardinals. Cardinals are uh, pretty much locked into the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win the NFC West, but you know the Cardinals need to stop the bleeding. Um, they've lost uh, several games in a row. I mean, they even lost to the Lions last weekend, and they need to stop the bleeding pretty quickly before the playoffs, or they look to be a one-and-done team um, early exit, which, you know, you you go back mid-season, that would have seemed preposterous the way that the Cardinals were playing at the beginning of the season, but you know, so so it should be an intriguing game, and then the the early game tomorrow we've got the Chiefs playing the Bengals, and again, you know, you look at that game at the beginning of the season, you would have thought, oh well, it's the it's the Bengals, it's the Bungles, you know, the Chiefs would easily beat them, but the Bengals have performed very strong this year, and they are they are leading the NFC North right now, um, and you know, the Chiefs are almost on the brink of clinching the one seed. And, you know, which is a surprise in and of itself because you go back to midseason, the Chiefs were having all sorts of struggles. And I was I was kind of thinking if they were going to have a hard time, you know, even making the playoffs. And then, you know, they were able to right the ship. And really what's what's interesting is they righted the ship against the Packers. And, um, you know, if Aaron Rodgers had played that game, you know, he was out for COVID at that game. But if Aaron Rodgers had played that game, would the Packers have beaten them and then, you know, really changed the trajectory of the entire season for the Chiefs? So kind of kind of an interesting what if to think about there. But 
Um, you know, that should be a really fun game to watch. I'm, I'm intrigued to watch Cincinnati. I've not watched the Bengals this year at all. And, um, so it should be interesting, you know, Joe Burrow's having a pretty solid season and they've, they've, you know, they're looks, looks like they're going to end up in the playoffs as well this year. So it should be a fun game to watch. So, um, you know, you just never know when the schedule is released, what are going to be the big games near the end of the year and what, what are going to be kind of the stinker games. Um, cause you know, really the Cowboys Eagles, you know, you, you would have thought that that, um, there would be a lot more to play for, you know, next week, but there really isn't going to be, um, you know, potentially the Cowboys might have a shot still at the number one seed. It'll just kind of depend on what the Packers do. So, so, so interesting, interesting sports stuff coming up this week. Um, we're going to go ahead and take our break. And then when we come back, um, I'm going to take some listener questions. And welcome back to the Chris Carpenter Show. We're going to take some listener questions. Again, um, to ask me questions, uh, best way to do that is to follow the official Chris Carpenter Show Twitter account. It is at uh, CCarp Show on Twitter. Follow me, and usually uh, a couple of hours before I record, I will tweet out. Um, if you have listener questions, reply to this tweet. So love to hear listener questions. I try to answer as many as I can, um, you know, provided they're not inappropriate or things like that or just something that maybe I can't answer, although I feel like I can answer uh, most questions. So a few questions this week. Let's go ahead and go to our mail board. And uh, we got a question this week from Alan, and it has to do with basketball and COVID. His question is, how will COVID impact the Big 12 race in basketball this season? And how will it impact college sports overall in the coming months? I think what we're, we're probably going to see is something very similar to last year. Um, and let me, let me start with a caveat. Uh, the caveat should be um, we need to quit testing players that are asymptomatic. You know, I think the NFL has made the right decision in not testing um, asymptomatic players. And, you know, if, if you do have symptoms, then certainly test. And then at that point, you know, go to quarantine, that sort of thing. But, you know, I think the protocols need to be fixed. But um, realistically, I don't think you're going to get those fixed. I think you're going to have, probably have the same protocols as you did last year. And so I think you're going to have very similar results as you did last year. Um, you're going to see games postponed like the Oklahoma State game was uh, today um, for Tech. I think you'll see more games like that. I already gave you my prediction from last week. I think uh, Judas Country Club Beard uh, is going to come down with COVID before February 1st. And you will see uh, either um, him test positive for COVID and and one of the assistant coaches have to coach that game or they will outright postpone that game. Uh, but, you know, he's got a lot to worry about. It sounds like there's a full player revolt. But, yeah, I think you do see, a, um, as far as the Big 12, I think you will see a very similar situation that you saw last year where games are postponed. And, you know, quite frankly, and I'll say this, and I probably get in trouble for this, but I don't really care, uh, you know, Baylor really used that to their advantage. You know, anytime there was a – a pit, you know, at a hard opponent coming up, they were able to, you know, get co have a COVID running rampant in their basketball program and then get it postponed. And so, you know, I think the problem is going to be 
I don't think the Big 12 built in an additional week uh, to play these makeup games. And so what you're going to see more of is what Tech is going to have to go through where they're going to be playing, you know, three, four games in a week. Uh, and, you know, the Big 12, I think what they should have done is they, they should have got they should have, you know, made it to where, you know, if you've got multiple teams that have uh, COVID postponements, then have those teams play each other. You know, Kansas is not playing this week either because of COVID postponements uh, from their opponent today. And, you know, uh, to me, that this was a no-brainer. What they should have done is have Kansas and Tech play today, and then you could have done some rearranging at that point. But we've got Bob Bowlesby as commissioner. I mean, that guy's half asleep half the time. Unless you you know disparage him on a radio broadcast, then then he'll then he'll sit up and then suspend the radio announcers. But I think you are going to see some postponements. And then as far as college sports as a whole, I think you'll see the same thing. You will see programs uh, that will shut down. Uh, for a period of time uh, for COVID and, and, and you will see some postponements. Um, it will be interesting to see um, what the NCAA tournament is going to look like this year. I do not see them outright canceling. I, I think they really, <laughs> they lost a lot of money and that was pretty catastrophic back in 2020 when they canceled the NCAA tournament. Now what you might see is you might see something very similar to last year where they are, they basically go into a bubble for the tournaments and have all of the games played in and around the Final Four site, um, which would that would be interesting to see if they can do that this year. Um, you know, with it being in Indianapolis last year, that made it pretty easy to do. Um, you know, this year the men's Final Four is in New Orleans, and so I don't know if you have as many basketball, you know college basketball friendly uh, arenas and gyms to to kind of pull from if you go in that direction. So I don't know, but I, but I think the, the, the tournaments will get played. Um, conference tournaments, uh, those may be in a little bit more of jeopardy. I don't know. Um, I don't think they will be because there's a lot of television money associated with that. So I do think you will see the Big 12 tournament certainly being played. But yeah, I think I think you'll see very similar to last year, um, and we will get the NCAA tournament played, you know, one way or the other, um, certainly. So, good question. We'll continue to monitor all of the COVID situation stuff, and I think the good news with the Omicron um, is it. Yes, it's it's seems to be obviously a lot more contagious, but a lot less severe, and it seems like it runs. The spike gets here and then dissipates pretty quickly. You know, from my understanding, South Africa is is back down to pre Omicron levels. You know, and it was about a month ago uh, when you know we first heard about the Omicron variant. So hopefully, you know, the United States kind of follows that same course, and where we you know we might have more positive cases, but they're less severe, meaning less hospitalizations and less death, and it dissipates uh, quicker. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But a uh, good question from Alan. Uh, we've got a few more questions to get to today. I do want to, um, you know, Mr. Succi asked a, a good question last week, and I really kind of messed up on the question. And so first of all, I apologize for misunderstanding the question, but I do want to um, 
I do want to answer his question. His question was about uh, Beard and Texas, and it was how long does Texas give him if there are no re- if the results aren't what they want? And you know, certainly um, there's all sorts of rumors and scuttlebutt going on, uh, talk, being talked about that um, there's a lot of unhappy players at Texas, and a lot of them are going to be entering the transfer portal. We had uh, some news this week um, that Jalen Tyson, who he was a he was a recruit at Tech that Beard was bringing in, and then the guy followed him to Texas. He has entered the transfer portal, and there's even uh, you know talk that he may come to Tech, which kind of be interesting to see if that happens. But there's rumors that some of the other big stars um, – you know, Marcus Carr is the, the big one that's been, you know, being bantied about quite a bit that they may be entering the transfer portal. And so it sounds like it's kind of falling apart at Texas, which makes me laugh because, you know, the whole I mean, after the whole way that Beard handled his departure was uh, just very detrimental to Tech. But and, you know, the idiot Del Conte, you know, from Texas, you know, the way he the way he skulkily snuck around and, you know, came to Plainview and, and then disparaged the city of Plainview um, as as they were leaving, you know, can't, can't happen to a better group of people. So anyway, how long? Um, I, for, I think he survives this year for sure. I don't see them firing him at the end of the year unless there is some egregious sort of abuse type scandal like Billy Gillespie level type uh, abuse going on of players. I don't think that's what's happening. I think, you know, Beard's coaching style um, and the way he kind of breaks down players and the way he, uh, you know, his system, especially the motion offense system, is just uh, not conducive to a lot of players. And that's why I think you're seeing many enter the transfer portal. So I think he survives this year. I think if it's bad next year, and by bad, I would mean like they don't make the NCAA tournament. Then I think he could get fired next year. Um, I think he makes, but I, I still think they make the NCAA tournament probably next year. But I think by at least year three, if they're not, you know, getting to a um, Final Four that level, then I think he certainly uh, year three would be on the hot seat. I th- I think Beard will probably leave before he's fired and go somewhere else, um, you know, that that might even be up to becoming an assistant in the NBA, although that would really be a deflation, deflation to, you know, his massive Texas-sized ego that he has now. But um, so I, I give him three years at, at the most, and um, unless something extraordinary happens um, and, you know, things really fall apart quicker. But I think at three years – uh, he would definitely be on the hot seat. And again, I think he probably leaves Texas before they fire him, like Shaka Smart did. Um, and you know, because I think he he would he would certainly in college basketball, even if it flames out at Texas, there will be many college basketball programs that would want uh, Beard to coach there. Um, because you know the fact the fact is, you know, they'll look at his failure at Texas and say, well. A lot of people have failed to Texas. You know, Shock Smart did. Rick Barnes was doing really well, and they ran him off. So, and he look at what Rick Barnes is doing now at Tennessee, although he didn't beat Tech. Um, so, I, th- I give him at least three years. So, other questions that we have this week. Um, 
we have Shay asking, what's the answer to life, the universe, and everything? Um, my answer is God. God is the answer to everything, and I don't know if there's any other other way I could say that or you know, I don't want to get too philosophical. I'm not a philosophical person at all. So, uh, but that would be my answer to that question. And then finally, uh, Matt wants to know about there. He wants to know a story about the Krampus market. So I will tell the Krampus market story. It is kind of a funny story. It's a pre-Christmas story, but so, um, there was this event being advertised. I, I stumbled upon it on Facebook, for a Krampus type market. It was right before Christmas. I think it was like December 19th, 18th, maybe. And it was a basically a Krampus market. And I thought, oh, it's gonna be like, you know, Krampus, the movie, and Krampus is gonna show up. It'll be fun. And so I invited a few of my buddies and said, Hey, why don't we go try this? And um, you know, one of my friends, Alan, was he was a little skeptical, thought it would probably be weird. And I thought, oh no, it's gonna be fine. And we get there. <laughs> We get there and we're stick we stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, it is first of all, there's like pentagram ornaments. Um, there's some lady like given, I don't know, readings. I have no idea what's going on. And then there's this one table where this woman is selling like pictures, but it's like naked, it's like drawn, it's hand drawn like pictures of knit and women that are nude. And so it was very clear. It was very clear very quickly that this was not what I expected and this was really not what I wanted to be, you know, spending my Saturday night doing. So just uh, buyer beware when you see those types of events on Facebook or and things like that and just, you know, don't necessarily get your hopes up, which I didn't, I didn't have my hopes up, but, you know, just don't necessarily uh, assume what your image of the event is is going to be what what is the true image of the event. So anyway, thank you for those questions this week. And again, if you um, want to ask any questions on the podcast, all you have to do is follow the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is at CCARP Show. And I, will, I always drop a tweet um, a few hours before we record the podcast and give you an opportunity to send in questions. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and then when we come back, we will end with the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And welcome back. It is now time for the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And this week's Tip of the Week is going to be a movie review. Um, I had a chance on Thursday to go see the new movie, American Underdog. It is... uh, the story of Kurt Warner and kind of his rise um, to fame and rise to being a Super Bowl winning quarterback. It is a great movie. Uh, so spoiler alert, it is a great movie and it's a definite recommend for all ages. Um, it, it starts uh, the story of Kurt Warner back when he was in college and it's really uh, kind of the story of him and his wife Brenda and and them getting together and then him him achieving his dream to be an NFL quarterback. But um, I, I had a chance a few years ago to read uh, Brenda Warner's book that she wrote. And I mean, their story is just, it's it's such a inspirational story and, and all of the struggles that they went through. And, you know, they have a, a son who's, who's legally blind 
and, uh, you know, has was basically told he would never walk or talk. And, you know, he's, you know, now an adult and walks and talks. And it's just uh, it's just a great story. And, and I thought I thought it was really well done um, by the producers uh, of, of the movie. And, it you know, wasn't really all that cheesy either. You know, sometimes these inspirational movies can can have a little bit of cheese factor um, to them, but I really didn't think this one had a lot of cheesiness to it. Um, I thought it was overall just a uh, very entertaining, well-done movie. Um, if you don't know anything about Kurt Warner, you're going to enjoy it. If you are a Kurt Warner fan, a football fan, I think you'll enjoy it as well. But yeah, definitely if uh, a theater in your area is playing American Underdog, I would definitely give that a recommend. So uh, anyway, I hope everybody has a good rest of the week. Um, You know, we start back up uh, school on Monday, so it's hard to believe uh, we're already into January, a new year, Um, and I will will be broadcasting next Saturday again, and and we're going to have a great year on the Chris Carpenter Show, and I think, you know, I think we're going to have a great year society-wise as well, so... Anyway, hope everybody has a good week and I will see you on the next episode of The Chris Carpenter Show.